Hello and welcome to the 9 in 10 News for the Community by the Community podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Doyle. Having grown up in northern Michigan, something I have always admired about this area is the love and support that comes from every corner of these communities. So the goal of this podcast is to promote and get to know the many local nonprofits and charities and their work, along with the individuals who really leave an impact on their communities through outreach or volunteering. If you ever want to nominate a group or individual, please send me an email at Courtney Doyle at 9 and 10 News. I'd love to hear about who is making a difference where you live. Hi, Ron. I just want to thank you again so much for joining us on the podcast here to talk to us about the Wexford Genealogy Organization. Ron, tell me, tell me a little bit about yourself. About myself? Well, I'm a Cadillac native, born and raised here. I joined the genealogy organization I would say probably around 2010 but I've enjoyed genealogy since I was 16 so wow so tell me (laughs) what exactly because I recently discovered Wexford genealogy organization on Facebook and I also grew up in Cadillac so I just I just thought it was a really cool thing that you don't see a lot of as far as nonprofits go so can you tell me a little bit about what you guys do yeah, uh, we were formed in uh, 2002 uh, with, for the purpose uh, to create and build interest in the study of family history and to preserve local records, genealogy records. And uh, so we're doing that. We go from, we help to index the cemeteries here as far as uh, being able to do each individual cemetery. We have it in the library at at our uh, genealogy site and um, we just collect obituaries index them we have um, old probate we have probate records actually from 1901 to 1957 which are indexed also which can help in finding relatives so you know pretty much almost as much as there is to know about anybody and everybody who's lived in in our area yeah, we can. If we don't, we can figure it out. <laughs> Talk to me a little bit about what that process looks like. So if I, you know, my family's from Manton, you know, okay. if I wanted to know more about their history, how, how would I begin? Well, you could come by our room at the, at 601 Chestnut Street in Cadillac. It's in the old Naval Reserve across from the Memorial Stadium there. And... You could come in there and do it yourself if you want to. We have Ancestry. We have three computers there available to search and uh, for free. And you can come in on a Thursday from from 12 to 3, and you could do that. You could, uh, you could research the obituaries if you want. You could have help. We have um, two people there generally that are available to help you and guide you along whatever you need so yeah so tell me some of the coolest discoveries you've made or some of your fondest memories of participating with the organization um i just like our our get-togethers where we go to uh, different cemeteries and and uh help you know put those in the index we can have lunches sometimes 
uh, actually, we've had lunches at cemeteries before. Sounds kind of strange, <laughs> but <laughs> um, I enjoy doing that. I enjoy the cemeteries. I don't know if you've ever heard of Fire and Grave, but um, that's another thing that we're helping to put some of the um, graves on Find a Grave so people can um, see their ancestors' tombstones if they need to. So it's all kind of fun. Yeah. Have you done much research on your own family, I imagine? Oh, yeah. Yep. I, um, like I said, I started when I was 16. My grandmother had some old pictures, and she was telling me who all they were, and it just sparked my interest, and so I started uh, going. And back then, of course, no uh, Internet and everything, so you had to do all the driving between uh, different counties and go to the county clerk, and I was doing that at 16 which was kind of strange for a 16 year old but <laughs> i think it's i, I think it's really it. cool so i started putting it together uh, back in 1976 actually so i've been doing it quite a while now now do you have any advice for anybody who maybe there's a 16 year old who listens to this and goes i'd really like to learn more about my family um i know you said you have the space on chestnut you know i guess mm-hmm. even i wouldn't know where to begin Mm-hmm. You know, it's just kind of overwhelming. Yeah, you could come in and what we would do is we'd sit down with you at the computer and you could say, usually we'd go back, you know, someone like you, we'd probably ask you, um, you know, your grandparents, what their names were and if they're still living or when they died. And then we start working back from that. We show you how to use the ancestry. You would put your grandfather's name in there if he's passed or whatever. And then we could find him pretty easily if you give us the date he died or was born. And we work from there and we start working backwards through death records and marriage records. And we'd explain it as we go along um, and show you how to use Ancestry and get you up and running so you feel comfortable with it yourself. But we would we would start doing it for you to get you accustomed to it. And does that cost anything? Because I know you guys are a nonprofit. How does how does that work? Yeah, well, it's not. You can come in on Thursdays and do that from twelve to three, but um, it's free to do. And uh, as you, if you start doing it more and more, generally, a lot of the people that start doing that have a, a desire to join the club. And then, if you want to, it's twenty dollars for a year. So. That's part of our cost for trying to keep the place going. So <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, you can come in as for a long time and just uh, use it for free if you'd like, and uh, people will help you through the whole process. Yeah, learn from some of the experts that we have in town. Mm-hmm. And I I noticed because I came across you guys on Facebook. Um, right. So tell me a little bit about how you guys have taken to social media to kind of. Are those people you're working with, or are these just kind of research that you've done on your own, interesting individuals that you found? Who are these people that you are showcasing on your Facebook? Well, I thought it would be interesting to do this. I started it in uh, 2015, and I thought it'd be kind of neat to get us exposed to the public through Facebook, like you said. And so I would get on Ancestry and I would just do a search for people who died in Wexford County. And then I would start working 
looking for them in the censuses, looking for their marriages and such. Are you still there? Yep, I'm still here. I'm, I'm listening. Okay, somebody's trying to call me. I guess. Oh, no, <laughs> no worries. About that. Yeah, so I, uh, what I would do is I would uh, find them and get their death record. Uh, if it's there, I would get a picture from Find a Grave of their stone, and <clears throat> then I would get their marriage and then a couple censuses that they were in. And I'd, put, and I'd always look for public pictures when I would start the whole process to make sure I had a picture of the person. And uh, there are just thousands of uh, public trees on Ancestry in the area here. And you can see pictures that people have posted from their family of their relative. And so I just start from the picture and then work backwards and get a little uh, bio on them there and, and post it. So I've been doing that for five years now. Tell me, is there anything that you're working on right now that you're excited about? Um, I like to do family trees for friends of mine too. And, uh, I decided sometime that I'd get on a tangent and I do three of them at two or three of them at once, which is kind of mind boggling. But I was working on this, um, one of my friend's girlfriends, uh, gave me some info and I started working on her tree and I started running into names that were familiar to me on my tree. And I thought, Oh, I wonder if she's going to be a relative. And she ended up being a fourth cousin once removed. So that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. <laughs> yeah. What's some of the, um, cause I think it's incredible how far back you can trace things. Do you have any idea of some of the oldest records you've come across or for like longest trees, I guess that you've been able to put together? Well, sometimes you can, you can get way back. Uh, you know, into the 1400s, even if you happen to hook up on a, a line going into royalty or something like that, I've uh, found a couple people that you actually can hook up into a line with royalty. So that's always fun. So then you can really go back. But generally, you know, it, unless you get lucky, uh, you get back to, well, there's a certain area right between probably 1850 and 1790 where it's really hard to start going through that area but if you keep at it and you're patient and you look at other family trees that people have tried to do and see if that's um, on the up and up if they've got the right thing in there because a lot of times people really want to get their family tree connected to the next line going further back so sometimes people will kind of just hope that that's the connecting person you know they don't research it enough so when you get back that far you really need to research each individual because otherwise you're just putting together a tree that really has no no truth to it mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not yeah. verified so so i know you so you guys focus on the wexford county area um do we you... do but the thing is uh that's what we do for collecting and putting together records and such like that. Um, but we are, we do worldwide. I mean, especially in the United States, of course, but we do have the world ancestry tree so we can do world searches too, but we do trees for people all across the United States. So it's pretty common. Yeah. And now I'm sorry, I think you explained this to me earlier, but if somebody is interested, 
on having you start looking into their family tree, but maybe, you know, with coronavirus and everything, don't feel comfortable gathering at a location or going somewhere new. Is that something you can help them with? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we uh, do that. Generally, we charge uh, $5 for the first hour and then $10 an hour for that after that. But you can put together a, a basic, you know, outline of a tree fairly quickly. It doesn't take a, a lot of time. You know, you can get a bare bones tree probably in four or five hours where you've got an outline uh, going back a, a decent amount. Gotcha. Because, yeah, I just think it's a really cool while people are looking for some hobbies and some ways to keep busy while they're at home. This is kind of a really interesting one where, you know, whether you know much about your family history or not, your Facebook is fascinating to look through because of all your posts. Um, Right. So is there any way, I know we talked about people who usually get really into researching their family tree end up joining the club, and you touched on it a little bit, um, but can you talk to me a little bit about what you guys do with your time? You mentioned some of the cemetery visits and uh, lunches and things like that. Is there much more? Yeah, we have people come talk to us about uh, like Civil War veterans, how to research, you know, if you have a relative in the Civil War, we have had people that come by uh, talking about sons of the American Revolution or daughters of the American Revolution and uh, teach, uh, telling you how to get, if you get back that far, how you can verify your uh, ancestor and then become a member of that organization if you'd like to, which they have a lot of uh, available things to research through too. But we have a lot of speakers that come in um, during the year at our um, Tuesday meeting that we have once a month, so. Awesome, and if somebody was interested in joining, what should they do? Um, They can contact us at our address if they want to, or don't know where our phone number is right now, but our address is 601 Chestnut Street, like I said, Suite B in Cadillac, and they could write us there and or contact us on the Facebook page, and I would uh, I'm going from there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It's fascinating what you guys do, and I'm glad you were able to uh, talk to me today a little bit about what it is that you do, how it works, um, and hopefully you'll hear from a few people interested in getting involved. Yeah, thank you. Good talking to you. From podcast producer Joe Busick and myself, thanks for listening to the 9 and 10 For the Community by the Community podcast. The For the Community by the Community podcast is brought to you by Travers Catholic Federal Credit Union, financial services for the community, established 1950.